Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We're in week number 14 of this DFS year, Pierre, and it has been a really, I want to say it's been a roller coaster for me. It's been a roller coaster for most, I I think. uh, Really unique. Um, I think I might have had more lows than highs, honestly. I think I, I give good advice from what everyone's told me. Uh, I just don't take it very well, apparently. So I, I say the right things, and then I'll, I'll get you know, even a talking to at home. Why didn't you play him? And I'm like, I don't know why. Well, you talked about him. He, he was one of your favorites <laughs> on the podcast. And I'm like, well, that's what I get for not listening to myself, apparently. But Yeah, I, I end up second-guessing myself. And like I've said, earlier in the year, it was good because there wasn't as many injuries as there is now. There wasn't as many question marks as there is now. And I have progressively gotten a little bit worse. I'm trying to figure out that worst part. I do better in those showdown lineups nowadays because there's not as many choices, I think. And, <laughs> and I think it's more clear than than what it is. And I'll tell you what, your advice, though, has gotten me to be able to manage my bankroll really well over this year. Uh, I, I stayed away necessarily because I, I didn't know what they were. You knew how I was last year, kind of starting out <laughs> at DraftKings. I, I didn't know what you know double ups or multipliers were or anything. I didn't I didn't know what those things were. So I was just like, I'm just doing the little ten dime contest. I'm gonna do a bunch of that. And 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 it doesn't. It's so hard to place in those things because you have such a small window of opportunity to win. It's true. You're looking in most of those contests. You're it's about twenty percent or less. Uh, mm-hmm. that's really getting paid out. And even if you make it into that at 20%, you're looking at the top 5% that's actually going to make a solid ROI. Uh, so with the double ups, it's just that. You're you're pretty much going to double your money. It's got to finish top half. Uh, so a lot of people do the majority of those double ups, head-to-heads, et cetera. Um, still take a shot on some of those smaller contests here or there because if you have a lineup that goes nuts, uh, you're going to feel really bad if all you did was you know double up your money and you, you could have taken down a tournament. So that's why I still play um, a little bit of the GPPs, but it's mostly just a focus on, on doubling up because, I mean, doubling your money is still good. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And that's what I'm trying to figure out now a little bit more. I'm staying away from the early contests as much as possible because I just don't have time to do that in the morning time. And I apologize to everybody for my voice being the way it is. I I think I announced last week that yeah, I went to the uh, kindergarten room or whatever it was, the preschool nursery kids, <laughs> to be able to take care of them from the one and a half to two-year-olds. And I have been tore up ever since our last podcast, Pierre, last Friday, I think we recorded. And I told you, I, I said, man, I think I, something's happening to me. Something's happening to me. <laughs> and it's been happening ever since. That's all. So it took about four or five days to inoculate I th- not inoculate that'd be me uh what, what would it be to incubate incubate into my <laughs> system. Yeah. and bam i've been hit with it ever since man <laughs> it does it's crazy like i mean kids just the germs that oh, <laughs> kind of go around them uh usually like i have my daughter of my own and she'll be fine throughout the summer as soon as you start going back to school all of a sudden here comes the germs so it's crazy how that works and you're you're brave sound like a saint if that's the the one, the, the age level that you're working with, that, that sounds like chaos, but I'm sure yeah. you enjoy it. No, I do. And it's only every so often you got, you know, we volunteer to do those things. And so they mm-hmm. call upon you once every two or three months or something like that. And and I knew it. I, I know exactly which kid it was who had that runny nose. <laughs> and I had to help him that time. And I, I tried to wash my hands, but man, you just, it's impossible all the time. Anyway, hey, let's get into this contest, this Dreamer, this Dreamer week number 14 here. We're going to start out with the quarterbacks, Pierre. Let me click over here with the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is at 8K. 
All right, we're going to go all the way down to Dak mm-hmm. at 6,700. Last week, I was complaining that Herbert was in the wrong tier. You know, he, was, he wasn't in that top tier. He was in that second to top tier. And this week, I'm going to do the same thing. Why in the world is Dak not in this top tier? Yeah, the algorithm's just strange. Uh, I think it takes into account, for one, the, the previous week, which he, he didn't look great uh, against New Orleans. But, again, I, I say it all the time, a lot of favorites don't look great uh, on those primetime standalone games. They still got the win. Uh, now they're going on the road, you know, at Washington. Divisional game, Washington's defense is playing a little better. So I'm, I'm guessing all that's just taken into account when it comes to the actual algorithm itself. Because you look at two of his last three weeks, you know, he, he really has underperformed. Yeah, he has. Uh, let me. Okay, so we're going to play this game. Cole or Cookie? All right, Cole or Cookie? Uh, cookie. Which, which are they going to give you? Next game. <laughs> Dak Dak Prescott, is he going to give you Cole on Sunday at three times his value like we like to shoot for here on the DFS Streamer podcast? He's priced at 6,700, or is he going to give you a cookie? I think it's cookie. Uh, I think he'll have a bounce back week. Uh, Jerry Jones is out there, you know, kind of talking about the wideouts, how they're running the wrong routes, and that's kind of what's causing uh, some of the the passing completions. But good price, like you stated, 6,700. Uh, cheap as he's been since like week four. Yeah. Uh, so good price on Dak. He he does average seven more points at home uh, than on the road. But, you know, Washington football team, even though their defense is improving, uh, I still feel like Dak has the weapons. Cooper should be, you know, another week healthier off the COVID list. So I, I do like Dak to be a cookie this week. Herbert at 7,100 against a very stingy New York Giant defense. I'm not sure that's stingy, but uh, probably Cole. And the reason I say that is just his his weapons are in question right now. Mm-hmm. You look at Keenan Allen, you know, went on the COVID list. It does sound like he's vaccinated, so he may he may get back for Sunday. But Mike Williams also went on that list today, uh, which those are his two top wideouts. So you, you could be looking at the third, fourth stringers uh, come Sunday, depending on what happens, you know, with the, with the list there. So, I'll go Cole for now just because I'm not sure the weapons uh, he'll have at his disposal. It's looking like only Austin Eckler, which if you only have one target, one weapon, defenses can kind of key in on that person. So I really need him to get either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams back for Sunday before I go that cookie route. Lamar Jackson against the Cleveland Browns. He's priced at 7400 The last three weeks, he's gotten us 16 13, and 19 DraftKings points, respectively. Is he going to give us Cole or a cookie this week? Uh, it's tough. I really like his price, but as you mentioned, the last three weeks, it's just been a it's been a struggle, an uphill battle. I, I want to say cookie, but I think I'm going to say Cole just because that, that offensive line isn't really protecting him like they were earlier in the season. Um, he was coming off some of his own, you know, illnesses himself, which, you know, could be lingering effects of that. So, it's close, but I'll say Cole. Uh, it could be a bounce back week, but you know Cleveland's coming off a bye. They're yeah. desperate for a win, so I'll go Cole for Lamar one more week. Tom Brady, who hasn't slowed down one bit, he's at home against the Buffalo Bills off of that emotional loss, and and the Buffalo is going to be on vacation in Tampa Bay this week, probably compared to what they were playing on Monday night. Uh, he's at seventy six hundred, though. Tom Brady is. Is he a cold guy or a cookie guy? He's, he's like a cookie every week. Uh, okay. It's so tough. I, I, I can't stand it. Being a coach fan, <laughs> seeing what he did with the Patriots. He came in the, to Indy with the Buccaneers on and beat us there. And I played him that week. And you know what? 12 points. Worst game of the year when I actually played. Uh, so that was frustrating as well. But 
He's like that. I don't know if you you watch. Um, I can't even think the name of what it has Pinkman in it with the whole meme. He can't keep getting away with this, like crying out. That's Brady. Uh, you, you can't keep getting away with it, but he's good. Seventy six hundred, still good price. Uh, I, I like Brady. I feel like he'll be a cookie. Josh Allen is priced at seventy eight hundred against those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm just gonna let me let me just read this to you just really quick because it kind of fascinates me. In week number eight against Miami, he had thirty DraftKings points. The next week. 13 against Jacksonville, the next week, 25, the next week, 18, the next week, 29, the next week, 18. So this week looks like it's supposed to be a good week for Josh Allen. He's priced at 7,800. Kohler Cookie. I think Cookie for him as well. Uh, that game's uh, the highest uh, total on the slate right now uh, between the, the Bucks and Bills. He does play better on the road also. He's averaging 29 points away uh, versus 23.9 at home over the last two seasons. You look at, at Tampa, they have a really good, you know, run defense. Buffalo's not trying to run the ball anyway, so the, the game script kind of, you know, plays in Josh Allen's favor also. Uh, if this is a shootout, you know, these are two good quarterbacks you can target, but I do like Allen to be a cookie at 7,800. Earlier in the year, I don't think that this would even be a question, whether or not Patrick Mahomes would give us a coal or a cookie this week at 8,000 <laughs> against the Raiders. But man, Patrick Mahomes, since they have been managing the clock a little bit better, since he has been checking down a little bit more, whatever the new philosophy is in Kansas City, he has not been hitting that price point each and every week. And his price actually went up this week. Is he going to give us coal or cookie being the top priced quarterback this week? Oh, what has happened to Mahomes? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> Cookie. Uh, okay. I know it doesn't look good recently, but when you look at the the one game that he's had that's been good, who was that against? I don't remember. It was the Raiders, and that's oh, okay. who they're playing this week. Uh, week 10 against the Raiders, 39.24 uh, yep. points there, threw for 406 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, last season, he went for 25 and 33 against this same Raiders team. Uh, so I do expect him to to have a bounce back. Uh, he seems to kind of, you know, really perform well against the Raiders divisional matchup coming off again, you know, a couple wins where he hasn't had to do much. I expect them to, to kind of bounce back here. So I do think he's cookie at 8K. Yeah, with his price going up over the since the last two weeks, too, and his price goes all the way up to 8K, uh, it's like DraftKings knows something, you know, and they want to scare everybody <laughs> off of him. And they're, they're saying, I'm going to price him up so much that nobody's going to want to touch him. And I think that this is the week, too. I, I like what you said there. All right, the next one, let's go from 6,600 and Russ all the way down to Heineke at 5,500. By the way, Hi, Tri, I, I, Tyler Heineke needs a nickname. We need to get him a nickname. I mean, it, there's so many possibilities there with him, I think. I'm just not creative enough to come up with one right now. But he just needs a nickname, man. That guy is always just scratching it out, scratching out those victories, doing really well. There are three players, though, in this tier. Three players, Pierre, that I think will hit three times their value. Can you find out who they are? Uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yes, I think Taysom Hill will. If he could just lay off an interception or two, I think that he'll be able to uh, produce that against the New York Jets. I think that's pretty easy. Do you agree with me? He's at 5,600. He only has to get up to 16, 17K, uh, 17 DraftKings points. I think so. I know he's dealing with a mallet finger or whatever, but his his big thing's the, the rushing upside that he has. Uh, that was on full display against Dallas. You know, he rushed for 11 attempts, 101 yards. Uh, he could be getting Kamara back as well, uh, which should only help uh, kind of open things up for him, give him another weapon uh, to kind of dump it off to since he probably won't be throwing too many deep balls with the finger issue. 
so I do think, again, going up against the Jets also will benefit him. So I do like Taysom Hill there. Okay, all right. I'm glad you agree with me. I, that's one. <laughs> There's two all more. Right, two more. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Man, I got bit. But we got bit hard by Derek Carr last week. <laughs> Boy, that hurt. That hurt uh, last week. He is going against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that's a pretty good matchup. He just has to get to 18 points, and they're going to be in a shootout. Kansas City's defense has been playing better. But, yes, I think Derek Carr is one of those guys. I'm going to go back to that well again this week. I agree. And again, he's had good performances in this matchup as well, uh, 19 earlier uh, this year, 22 and 27 last year. So he's he's done the three times. Uh, in the last three matchups, again, he's averaging about a point more away as well. Uh, so I, I think he's going to probably be the, the three times also. And I close it out with the, the one you mentioned with the nickname. Is it, is it Heineke? Yeah, it is Heineke. I, it's just he's such a cheap option. He's been hitting that 15, right out of that 15. Uh, a couple of weeks, he's he's dipped just below it. But, man, he I think he can get in the 20s this week. I like the Dallas Cowboys. I don't like their defense necessarily. It's always a boom or a bust kind of a thing. And even if he throws a couple touch, uh, interceptions, I think he'll have three or four touchdowns to complement that. Yeah, it's going to really depend on, I guess, how much they feed Gibson. Like Gibson's really, the last couple mm-hmm. games, his rushing attempts have been up. Uh, they've been successful with it. A couple of low scoring games, 17 to 15 back to back games, which is really odd for that, to, that score to happen uh, twice to the same team. But that's been the case. Uh, they did lose Logan Thomas. Uh, they put him back on the IR. So he's done for the year. Uh, I'm guessing Diggs is going to be on McLaurin. Uh, McLaurin can win some of those matchups, but they're really going to need another another guy to step up. I feel like in the passing game for Heineke to kind of get to that ceiling that you're going to want to get in this matchup. I actually think Logan Thomas not being there depends on the health of Ricky Seals-Jones. I I believe he's still questionable. But I think Logan Thomas was still a little bit injured while he was out there. Their snap count wasn't as high as it used to be, which uh, I think they played tight ends 100%. (laughs) So if it was at 70. But I think he was a little bit more injured than what we thought. So uh, removing that equation uh, from the equation I think is going to be helpful to Heineke, actually. What do you think about Russ Wilson? He He was right there, maybe a close number four. It's a good get right spot for him at Houston. It helps to be Houston. It's just still Seattle just seems so off right now. Um, I know they won last week, uh, put up 30 points. He only got 17.7, which isn't that three times the the value there. Uh, Again, good matchup against Houston. I think he ultimately is going to want out. I I think he's gone at the end of this season, Uh, but they may have one last run in them. So uh, I could see him getting there, but I'm still just concerned by the the offense itself and kind of how they're playing overall. All right. Uh, Cam Newton this week, he's at 5,400. He kind of stands out there like a sore thumb to me. Uh, but we know Cam can get up to that 15, 16 DraftKings points, especially against an Atlanta Falcon defense that doesn't seem that good. But at the same time, Cam just doesn't seem that good. What do you think about Cam Newton this week? I, I like Cam this week. I like his price. Uh, he's still at a really good price, 5,400. Uh, actually down 200 from the last time we've seen him. Coming off, you know, a, a bye week himself, so he's had time to kind of learn the the Matt Rule offense. They they I think they turned uh, their their offensive coordinator with uh, Joe Brady there. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to kind of gear it more around Cam, especially with McCaffrey now out. So I think that's going to lead to some more rushes from Cam. Also, uh, Falcons aren't the best defense themselves, so I do like Cam. He, he's at home, you know, back in Carolina where he's comfortable. You look at this same Washington team that's playing really well. You know, Cam put up 26 points against them at home. His first game back there, a uh, full game back, I should say, 
Uh, they were kind of Carolina. So I do like his price. Uh, I like his upside as well, uh, even more so given he doesn't have to worry about the McCaffrey situation. Yeah, and Tom Brady, you know, went against those Atlanta Falcons last week. And if he can get negative one yard on one attempt, just think what Cam Newton could get against him. You know? <laughs> hey, let's go Zach Wilson at – 5,300 in the rest of the field. Uh, let's take turns, see if we can find anybody down here. You know, the cheap options. You know how we are. I'll go first. Are I know you, how you are. <laughs> uh, no, and by the way, by the way, I'm mad. I'm upset at you. You you made me mad last Sunday in our DFS Dreamer podcast contest on DraftKings that we hold each and every week that gets linked up to this tweet. And, you know, we fill that thing up each and every week. I'm mad at you because you made fun of me. For wanting to pick somebody like Gardner Minshew, and here's little old Pierre, bam, putting Minshew in there at quarterback last week and trying to win the contest. I think you finished fourth. Our guy JB Barry ended up winning that contest last week. But I saw that and I said, that little stinker. That's what I called you, Pierre. I called you a little stinker. For what I didn't think he was going to play at the time we recorded. I thought Hertz was still going to be in. Once he was out, you looked at Minshew's price, and even though I still don't think he's great. His price was just too too good to pass up against the the Jets. You're looking at minimum salary there at what 4K. Uh, all you could do, you could get so many other studs in the lineup. So that you know, I got in Taylor, I got in Cup, uh, made a couple mistakes elsewhere. But he just he just opened up so much that even me and my really dislike for his ability, I'm not dumb enough to pass up him at that price. Okay, I'll go first. I don't know if you just took Minshew or not, but I'll let you have him if you want him because I'm going to take somebody. I don't know if anybody's going to be on him, but Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence this week at 5,100 against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans offense is just terrible. The Jacksonville defense is pretty good, which I think puts Lawrence in a very favorable matchup each and every time that he gets the ball. And he's got to break out one of these weeks. I, I, I know he's, he hasn't been close to breaking out, but he's got to break out one of these weeks. And I'm going to take this week to do it. Yeah, I, I, I think I can see Lawrence, you know, doing well. The, the Titans have kind of struggled here uh, down the stretch with some of the injuries. Their, their defense gave up some, some points to Trevor Simeon and others. So it's a, a good spot for him to bounce back. I worry about Urban Meyer and just the, the offensive philosophy there. Sure. That uh, would be my concerns, but I could definitely see him getting there. I don't, I don't like anyone down here. Um, honestly, really? I don't, I don't like Ryan at 53 going into Carolina. If I had to pick one, I, I'd probably take a shot on Baker Mayfield uh, at 5200, uh, hoping he's a little healthier. You know, coming out of the bye, the, the Ravens have given up points through the air uh, throughout the season. They just lost Marlon Humphrey, uh, who's one of their top cornerbacks. So if there is someone. Uh, to take down here for me, it'd be Baker Mayfield, 5,200, coming off a of bye, getting a little healthier. And I know Zach Wilson is going against the New Orleans Saints defense instead of the Philadelphia Eagles defense, but the Eagles defense wasn't, they're not terrible. Uh, the New Orleans Saints could put Zach Wilson in a positive game script all game long, but we're staying away from him this week? Yeah, I just, I think New Orleans is still fighting for something. Okay. Uh, they, they've had a, I mean, they, Dak didn't do much against himself. So look at Dak uh, last week against the Saints in comparison to Zach Wilson. I think that's kind of night and day for for talent right now. Uh, I do feel like Wilson could be good down the road, but I I just won't do it. I I think Philly uh, was one thing. The Saints kind of in desperation mode right now is another. 
Okay, I, I, I had to ask the question because he had 22 DraftKings points last week, so he looks like a really good value this week. I agree with you, though. Uh, my only guy that I saw down here was Trevor Lawrence. I've seen how the Titans have played. They may be a little bit better after you know having a little bit of rest, but I, I, just, I just don't trust them. All right, so we're moving on. Let's move on to our tight end situation, Pierre. Let's go look at some tight ends. <laughs> you had to phrase that differently. You might be going no, by I yourself. Didn't. I phrased it like that on purpose. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's look over here. Travis Kelsey is sitting at the top, only 7,400. And I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to believe you that he's going to hit three times. It's not Travis Kelsey. Week. No, it's not, Pierre. It hasn't been a Travis Kelsey week in quite some time. Where That's like trying to find a needle in a haystack anymore. Uh, all right, what do you think about Travis Kelsey, though, this week? Is he going to be able to <laughs> he's been quite some time, but you, you look, what, week 10 wasn't too far away. That's, what, three weeks roughly? And he, well, he got there with 22.9. You know who that was against? Uh, yeah, the Raiders. I've already fell for that once. I'm not fell for it again. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you if you feel like Mahomes is is going to be back this week, uh, I think you you got to put his weapons in play. Also, again, just because of the the matchup itself, they just they've all played the Raiders really well. Uh, even when you look at at last year, again, twenty nine point eight, twenty seven point eight. I understand it's a new year. Uh, they've kind of struggled quite a bit uh, when it comes to the the Chiefs. Uh, again, I think a part of that's the the, the whole primetime thing that I'm I'm kind of on. They play a lot of primetime games. Favorites don't do well in primetime games, but the the one game that, you know, they kind of all did well was this Raiders game. So this is what you're getting again. I think the offense can bounce back. That includes Kelsey. Okay. I I only saw one person from Kelsey to Andrews that could hit three times their value. It wasn't Kelsey. Kelsey is that option. I just don't know how much I trust him anymore. I think I've been burned by him. I think I'm on the, on the, on the weeks where he gets five and I'm like, I played him again. That's what ends up happening with me and Kelsey right now. Uh, But I only saw one out of that grouping. Can you name me that one? It's Gronk. Gronk. Yeah, it's Gronk. It's it's always Gronk. Gronk, <laughs> Gronk is hitting 18. No, not not this week, though. Against the Buffalo Bills, they're going to be able to take away something, I think, and that thing is going to be Gronk. I, I love Gronk, really? Kelsey, though. Just unbelievable how he does each and every week. Well, I, I like Gronk. I mean, you look at it, since he's come back, you know, his first game back, you know, 6 or 71 is really good. He had a touchdown there. He's getting three times the value. You look at back-to-back weeks, 22, 21. You know, yeah. he's he's up there. And again, you look at Buffalo, who who plays mostly, you know, a zone defense themselves, uh, especially without Tredavious White now. So uh, that's kind of what they just went up against. And you saw with the Falcons and Godwin and, and Gronk, I feel, will be back in play. Uh, Gronk's actually a New York native. Uh, I think it's like oh. Amethyst, which is the Buffalo area. Uh, so he always kind of gets up uh, for the, the game against the Bills. So I do like Gronk quite a bit. Uh, if you don't think it's him, it, it must be must be Kittle. Yeah, oh, I I do. I I don't mind Gronk. It's just hitting that eighteen to twenty value again, and it, it could have been higher for Gronk last week. But I think they threw Cameron Bray a touchdown last week at yeah. one situation instead of Gronk, and I think it was just because Gronk was tired at that point. So Gronk <laughs> could hit that value. I do like George Kittle again. I think that finger issue with Joe Burrow's is going to be lingering, so mm-hmm. it's going to once again put the San Francisco Forty ers in a positive game script. And George Kittle seems to be that guy, especially if Debo Samuel is not able to perform again this week i do think he's going to play though Devo's the important factor uh if Devo's out you can consider kittle uh also pay attention i'm I'm not familiar with the Bengals defense but kittle seems to thrive and zone himself uh which is what seattle played and, and that's why i even mentioned i believe on the pod go with kittle not i because of that zone 
I don't know Cincinnati's defense, but if they play a zone, then yes, it could be Kittle. If they play man, uh, then you're more looking at the receiver. I, I don't know about any of the other guys. Do you love any of those other guys in there? No, I don't think Waller's going to play, uh, so you can probably rule him out. I don't mind Andrews every week. Sure. Uh, him and Hollywood Brown are the ones that kind of get the the most targets there with Lamar, but I just, I'd rather get the $100 more up to Gronk personally. Yep. Uh, Kyle Pitts all the way down the rest of the field. I got ROF sitting next to it, rest of the field, because I looked at the rest of the field and I said, nope, 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 nope. I mean, Evan Ingram down there at 3,500, it's a little bit appealing against the Chargers. If there is that many entries with the Chargers, maybe, but then you think about the quarterback throwing it to him, I'm like, no, nah, never mind. Nope. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Long neck Glennon? <laughs> uh, so there's there's a couple here that you consider one's Dawson Knox uh, okay. I like him at 5k I, I think a lot of people are going to be off of him because of the few drops uh, that he had in that weather there uh, when you look at that New England game you you look at, at Tampa they're, they're 24th ranked uh, against the the tight end position uh, I looked at you know Jack Doyle having a really good game against them just a couple weeks ago when they were in Indy I feel like that could be the same for for Dawson Knox he could have a bounce back week he does have the upside. It gets you a 20, 23, 18. Uh, you're only needing 15 for him to get there, so I don't mind him. I think Foster Moreau's in play again. Uh, he went up $1,300. They usually mostly to block uh, in that Washington game, but if Waller misses again, if they're able to to get him out into some of the, the, the routes to actually run and catch passes, Kansas City struggles against the tight ends themselves. Uh, really, tight ends and running backs is where they struggle, so Foster Moreau – Again, a team that uh, a player that folks could be off of because they burned him uh, or he burnt them uh, last week. I think Foss Monroe is still in play there at 4K because uh, I do expect Waller to sit again. And that Knox, you know, he, he got six targets last week in a very weird game, you know, just all the weather and everything that happened. And let mm-hmm. me just say this. He had a trouble. He had trouble catching the football. And we know he had a hand issue coming into mm-hmm. uh, whenever he came off the IR or whatever he was on there for a couple of weeks. And, you know, with that kind of weather being that cold, it could really stiffen up an injury like that, like your hand. You know, <laughs> it's going to yeah, make sure. your hand stiff anyway. But if you're injured in that area, it can make it accentuate it even a little bit more. So and he's in Florida this week, so he didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, speaking of drops, Gerald Everett uh, had a couple awful ones uh, in that game last week. I uh, only had uh, four catches for seven yards, but two of those drops that he had on the six targets turned into interceptions. Uh, but he's seen a bunch of targets here lately, six, nine, four, eight. Uh, again, we just talked about Russ and the fact that it's the, the Texans. Uh, so Jared Everett could definitely be in play there at 3,500 as another bounce back spot that folks are off of. Austin Hooper, 3,400. Yep, I saw that. Uh, just because of the uh, the folks that are missing. So in Joku's, uh, on the COVID list, Harrison Bryant's out, so he's he's the only tight end in the room currently, unless they bring up someone in the practice squad. So you can look at Hooper, and then I mentioned earlier with, with Herbert, just the the pass catching situation mm-hmm. there with the Chargers. Uh, if his top options are out, you could see Jared Cook, uh, who really pops in projections every week just because of his his pass. But you look at 3,200. Uh, if he doesn't have Keenan Allen, if he doesn't have Mike Williams, Jared Cook's really that pass catching tight end. Uh, he could have a, a better game, a bigger game there if he's missing his top two weapons, he being Herbert. And I'd say if Ricky Seals-Jones does clear everything, is a limited participation for, as far as practice went today. So if he's out there playing, 
He just plays 100% of the snaps. He only has to get to 9, 10 DraftKings points, and he's hit that just about every week that he's been healthy out there uh, mm-hmm. with Heineke as well. So, yes, there there are some cheap options. Keep your ear plugged to the waiver or to the to the news come Sunday morning, which I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to be able to do. So I'll wait till Sunday afternoon to play a tight end. How about that? <laughs> That's tough. Like, I, I, I'm in church. I'm going church first. That's the way I go. If I miss it, I miss it. But uh, I definitely try to take a pee. I usually have about 15 minutes. Uh, after church to to look at what happened while I was in church, and then I go from there. Ty, uh, let's go over to wide receivers. Let's go over to Tyreek Hill at eighty five hundred, all the way down to who did I put there? Oh, I put Juicy McCarron. That's what I put. Juicy McLaurin. That's what I put. Juicy McLaurin because <laughs> he's got a juicy matchup this week. I put Juicy McLaurin at seven K. Yeah, let's just name him something else. I don't want to call another man Juicy. <laughs> 7k let's go let's go down to juicy and let me ask you would you rather have juicy this week or would you rather have godwin at 7100 uh, i'm saying godwin just so we can not talk about mcclure and that name anymore no i do okay. like godwin anyways uh okay. again I, I mentioned the zone uh which is what buffalo does that's what he just saw with atlanta uh so i feel like brady's gonna try to take advantage again so i do prefer godwin there godwin or cd lamb against washington at 7200 this is close. I'll probably stick with Godwin, but I like Lamb uh, quite a bit also. But again, I just I like the total more, uh, both for Tampa uh, as well as for the game itself. So I'll, I'll stick with with Godwin here. Okay, Godwin or Keenan Allen if he plays off that COVID list at seventy six hundred. It gets close if if Keenan Allen plays. I, I do like him quite a bit, but I, I'll probably I'll take the savings. Uh, stick with Godwin. Uh, say five hundred bucks. Okay, Godwin or Samuel. Samuel did not practice today, being Wednesday, so he's mm-hmm. at 8K. Godwin or Samuel? Yeah, still Godwin. Uh, oh. you, growings are tough injuries for, for anyone, but even more so uh, your receiver. So even if he, he does get back, there's no guarantee he'll be 100% or that he'll get his full uh, repertoire of snaps. So I, I'll stick with Godwin here, though. I do like Debo quite a bit. It's just the, the groin worries me. Boy, it's a good thing that Juicy McClure did not have a groin injury. <laughs> which, which uh, rather, you're home have, alone, aren't you? You must be home alone. You I keep am, bringing I it am, up. <laughs> Godwin or Diggs this week. Diggs is going against that Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense, who's played a little bit better, I believe, the last couple of weeks. And Diggs is at 8,100. Hey, dude, I like Diggs. Uh, huh? I think he'll be the he'll be the the main uh, really route for for Josh Allen to be successful this week. Uh, whole Bills team coming off a, a tough loss there uh, to New England. It was supposed to be, you know, the the season uh, of the of the Bills, and all of a sudden New England's back after one year. Uh, but I do expect them to play better uh, there in Tampa. He does average about four points more uh, on the road as well. So I take Diggs over over Godwin here. So you got Tom Brady, Diggs, Knox in our in our lineup coming up here. So Ty- uh, Diggs <laughs> or Tyreek Hill. Tyreek, uh, I do think, again, I think the, the Chiefs are, are going to come out okay. and be back. That's just my prediction this week. Well, you know how much he had against the Raiders the last time they played, don't how you? How much? How much? Here. He had 28 the last time they played. Okay, would, would that be three times the value? I think I think so. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. Hey, let's go down there from Jamar Chase, uh, I believe, is where we're going next. And we're going to go all the way down to Omari Cooper. And let's play COVID or not. Cooper or Mike Williams? No, just kidding. I'm just <laughs> oh, that's awful. 
Well, I mean, it's, come on, each week it sucks at now. C-19 sitting all around here on all these different things and all these different players. I mean, I, I get it. I understand things. But, man, I get a little bit frustrated, too, each and every day. Something new is out here about COVID. Every single day, something new is about COVID. And, and I, I, you know, I'm not a medical expert. You know that about me. Uh, and I'm well, not a COVID where? expert. You know that about me. But, man, I mean, we, we, we sit here and we got all these different rules and all these different regulations, and I know that we need them. But, man, it gets tiresome from a, from a fantasy standpoint or even from a DraftKings standpoint to have to keep up with an extra set of rules on the COVID stuff. I get it. I get it. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about people's health. So I just, yeah. I just want folks to be healthy. It's around the world. Like, it, it's not just here, you know, with, within the U.S. You know, I, I work for a, a company that, you know, is – diverse throughout the entire world and it's a it's a thing everywhere uh it's tough obviously to to have to adjust you know our our fantasy lives around real lives but that's just that's what that's what it is uh it's not going away so that's something we'll just have to to get used to unfortunately yeah i just want to talk about it for a second i'm good now all right uh, (laughs) give me a couple of guys out of this bracket that you like this sunday uh and we'll just assume that some of them play (laughs) <laughs> All right, DJ Moore, uh, 6,200. Kind of mentioned it earlier, but mm-hmm. uh, you got no McCaffrey now. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna look to really pass the ball, get Cam Moore involved. Uh, DJ Moore is gonna be that main target. I worried a little bit about AJ Terrell, the the Falcons cornerback, uh, but he doesn't seem to shadow. Uh, he more plays on the outside, so if they can get DJ Moore into the slot, I feel like he can have a really good game and, and kind of pair him up with with Cam a bit. So I like him, 6,200. Uh, you look at all the, the, the Tampa guys. So Mike Evans, 6,600, he'll be in play. Uh, saw 10 targets last week. Uh, I don't know how what Godwin saw like 17, but he still can get there to that 18. If he gets a, a touchdown or gets that hundred yard bonus, he ended up with 99 <laughs> last week. I, I do like Mike Evans again, uh, in this high total game with the, the bills there. Er, I don't, I can't trust the Seattle guy. So nothing there. I do like Cooper. Uh, a year, uh, a week back now, uh, off the COVID list, 5,900. Again, Jerry Jones calling out the receivers. Uh, I don't mind Cooper there at 59. That's probably the the, the folks I like from that group here. Okay, Mike Williams, a- if he plays, I don't know if he'll play. Okay, yeah, Mike Williams, it's cool to watch him play. I saw him jump up and grab one of those balls like I saw him do at clips and going, wow, I've never seen somebody with that much body control in the air. It was kind of crazy, and <laughs> you still see him do that, and it, sometimes he just falls wrong. Falls wrong and gets hurt. Uh, let's, go from, let's go from Elijah Moore, 5,900, and I got ROF sitting next to it, so we're going rest of field. But there was okay. one person I, I had to ask you, would you rather play, if you might say both, a Gage or Gallup this week? Uh, would you rather? Who would you rather play? I probably lean with with Russell Gage just because he's he's seen about twenty five percent of the target share over the last few weeks. Uh, Twelve, seven, and eight. Uh, when you look at the last three weeks, there uh, again, Ridley's still you know away for personal reasons. Kyle Pitts is where a lot of the attention's going. Uh, that's who teams are are trying to stop him and Cordell Patterson out of the backfield. So Gage is kind of getting those one on one matchups. Uh, you can see that a bit with Gallup as well, but he just doesn't see the targets uh, that Gage sees because you do have your your Lambs, your your Coopers, mm-hmm. uh, even your your Schultz, you know, things along those lines. So, I mean, I guess the last three weeks he's he's got targets as well, but I'm sticking with with Gage. I, I like the matchup for Gallup more, but I think Gage is kind of more condensed uh, when it comes to the the target route tree there in Atlanta. 
Okay. All right. I can understand that. Uh, I uh, that's, Let's look and see if we find anybody else down here. And I guess you could ask me if I care, but I don't care, Pierre. I don't care. I want Marvin <laughs> Show Jr. in the lineup this week. He's at 4,500. He's got to go off one of these weeks. we got to see one of those MJJ weeks, man. I, I know he's got 26 <laughs> before, but it is, it is MJJ season right now, too, man. It is time for him to get some touchdowns. I'm calling a Marvin Jones Jr. touchdown week. Multiple two, three, four touchdowns. You know Ooh. how he does. Okay. I don't know how he does the last six weeks. <laughs> he hasn't I know. done that, hasn't done that then, so it, it's not a it's not a, a must. It's not a given that it's going to happen. He's proved that, but uh, he he can he he he's definitely capable. It's weird just how they started the season. He was yeah. kind of just on fire uh, there with Lawrence, and all of a sudden he's falling off. Maybe that's what the injuries to to Shark and guys like that. Now the the defense is turning attention to him. Uh, but if there is a get right spot, I think it could be. Tennessee potentially, but look at the matchup earlier. They they kind of took him away, one catch for twenty five yards. Not promising, but you're passionate I, I, about it, so I'm going to listen to you. I, well, no, I mean <laughs> we were talking about T. Y. Hilton last week, and I was behind you 100. Uh, now I know. you're hurting on me. MJJ season, man, it's MJJ season. Well, T. Y. had a history with Easton. I don't I don't see a history with MJJ. <laughs> okay, all right. Do you see anybody else here in this uh, field that we might be looking at to save us some money this Sunday? So there's there's a few. Um, both Bill's guys, I, I like Buffalo this week. Uh, if you look at Beasley at 5K, Sanders 4,900. Even Gabe Davis, he's starting to see a few more targets there uh, down at 35. I think one of them could go off if it's not a digs week. So you could definitely consider them. Uh, the Denver guys. Uh, or someone you can consider as well with with Sutton and Judy going up against Detroit. Uh, I caught it. I said Detroit was going to get that win. I yeah, actually had yeah, a parlay yeah. myself that I had with them in it that I hit. Uh, so I, I feel like they're they're high is over. <laughs> they're going to come back down to earth uh, with Denver. So I think you can look at both of the the Denver guys there. Watch the Charger situation as I've as I've kind of talked about. If you're if they're missing Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. You got Jalen Guyton down at 3,400. You got Josh Palmer, the rookie, down at a minimum salary, 3K. And they still have Justin Herbert, who's a top-tier type of quarterback, throwing it to them. So if they're on the field, that's what you want. You want volume. You want opportunity. Uh, so those guys down there for the Chargers definitely become in play if, you know, the other two top guys in Allen and, and uh, Mike Williams miss. Yeah, I had Guyton down here too and make sure that we mentioned him this week just in case those other guys didn't miss. And then remind everybody they are listening to the DFS Streamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I don't know if I said it earlier, but this is Pierre who is giving us all kinds of good advice. You can follow him on Twitter at PeeWee31 over there on Twitter. You can follow me as well at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Thank you much so much so much for the retweets, for the quote tweets, for the likes and everything that you do on Sundays. And we appreciate you getting into that DFS Dream. Dreamer DraftKings contest that we have each and every week. It's always a lot of fun to see those names and to see the repetitive names and then see some new names, Pierre, in there. Uh, It's it's cool to do that. It is. It's fun. A lot of smart, talented, you know, people in there as well. So it makes it tough. It's not a contest that, oh, you have fun. You take everybody's money. Now, these are some heavy hitters in there. So it it makes it fun. I like to look at, you know, what other people were thinking and some of their own processes which you can get in a lineup. So that's what, what makes it a good time. There's interaction, a little trash talk on, on Twitter here, there as well. So that's also fun. You know who's a mystery to me? Who's that? That Craig guy. The Craig, the uh, dirty, oh, dirty, dirty something. 6613, six, huh? 
yeah, he's a mystery to me. I look at his, I look at his Twitter handle and I go, holy cow, who is this guy? Because I love the information on there. I love the little charts and everything that he has on there. Fantastic. But he's, but he's kind of quiet. You know, he's like mm-hmm. a sneaky stealth guy assassin to me. <laughs> he's a former Millie Maker winner too. Um, he sent me the line. I've seen it. It's true. He's he's won the Millie Maker and he's more of that tournament player. So he's he's definitely trying to find guys that are low on low rostered. Uh, that a lot of people aren't on. He he looks at trends, which is what you see at the charts, and just kind of sees what teams have done, you know, recent five, recent 10 uh-huh. games. Uh, so it is, it's good to, to kind of talk to him, bounce off ideas, get an idea of what he's on, who I'm on. Sometimes he's got me on people and vice versa. So it's good to have that tournament mind because oftentimes, you know, when you're playing double ups, you're playing a little safe. You're playing the guys that are projected to do really well. Uh, if they don't do well, then that's when guys like Craig kind of come into play because if he doesn't have them, he's going to then immediately jump that high ownership or percentage that people have of those guys and uh, kind of give himself a leg up on the competition. Millie, Millie winner. Holy cow. That's a, that's a big hitter. What are we doing? Right, well, Stafford I, was his quarterback. I remember that. I can't remember who else, but it was back when Stafford was obviously still with the Lions. But, yeah, he, he wow. won a Millie maker like a year or two ago. Wow. I, I, I don't even know what a Millie Maker is, but it just sounds impressive. All right. Millie hey, there, Baker. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, hold on, hold on. Julio Joe's returned to practice today. Oh. Uh, just pay attention to that. If he gets activated, uh, he's been on the IR. If he's healthy, uh, you know, A.J. Brown's still out. Derrick Henry's still out. It, it could be a Julio situation against Jacksonville. So I just wanted to make sure we mentioned him uh, before moving on. It's the wrong Jones. You're saying the wrong Jones in that game. <laughs> It's MJJ season, not Julio Jones season. Here? <laughs> okay, we'll see. <laughs> Let's go to DSTs. This is a poor man's week right here. If you want to save some money, I think this is the week to do it, Pierre. I really do. There's some cheap options in here, and I think you got it's like a it's like a poor man's buffet. If you want to go in here and look around at all these different defenses, I think the Giants are in play against the Chargers, especially if those injuries are there. And they're mm-hmm. at 2300. The Jaguars are in play against the Titans. Uh, I don't care if Julio Jones is playing or not. I, if if he is playing, that does make a little bit of a difference. But they may be. <laughs> my last option in all this but they're at 2300 detroit mm-hmm. at denver listen teddy bridgewater I, I, he's not impressing me right now all right he's not impressing me right now and detroit might still be riding that that wave of that one game win. And, and i played them last week they got me they got me five i mean it wasn't terrible for 2300 i took it yeah and then uh i'm not gonna say houston this week no 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 the jets though are in play don't you think a little bit with new orleans there yeah, it's possible you got the the taste. And the, the thing is, is that how much is he going to throw? That would be my own concern. Uh, I know that, that Dallas kind of benefited from it, but if he's really got the injured, you know, mallet finger, if he's not going to throw the ball, then you're you're missing that upside of like interception. Sure. So that'd be my only concern if the game plan is more to to run him or even Kamara if Kamara comes back. Yeah, and I I would even go up to Cleveland at twenty seven hundred. I don't mind them against Baltimore, mm-hmm. even though it just doesn't. Baltimore doesn't score a lot, but it doesn't seem like Lamar turns the ball over a lot either. So it's hard to get that interception for a touchdown or that fumble for a touchdown. You say that, but I mean, they played Baltimore uh, right before the bye, and he had four interceptions. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sacks, so it's it's possible they 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 may figure something out again. Division rivals, those division games where they play each other twice. You know, year after year, that, that means something. Uh, so I just keep that in mind. They got 11. I'd take 11 for, for 2,700 again, for sure. 
Okay. Who else do you see up here towards the top, or in case I miss somebody down there talking about? I think the most popular is probably going to be Seattle. Uh, it looks like Davis Mills is probably going to get the start again for the Texans. Uh, he's been uh, <laughs> the person to kind of pick on uh, all season when it comes to defenses. So Seattle there at 3,100 probably going to be the most popular play. Again, they're they're trying to, to finish out the season strong. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But they'll probably be the most popular. Carolina, uh, 2,800, I feel, is also in play going up against Matt Ryan, who's, who's definitely capable of turning the ball over himself. Uh, so I don't mind them. Uh, again, I think the Saints are going to be better this week if you do want to pay up a bit at 3,600. Against Zach Wilson, he had a, a couple shaky moments. Uh, even there against the Texans, so that's something to keep in mind also. So I don't mind them. Broncos against golf. Uh, there's there's some defenses to pay up for if you want it to. I think the, the main ones will probably be Seattle and the Browns for me, though. Okay. All right, let's jump over to running back then really quickly. We're, trying to keep, uh, we're at 8,300 with Austin Eckler, and let's go down to – 6K, I guess, in Barkley. I wrote over the top of that name because I think Barkley <laughs> was also 6K. Um, let's see here. What did I say? Oh, boy, I don't – oh, oh, let's play Gritch again. I wanted to play Gritch again. If you okay. had this player on your DFS squad and I could steal him from you, okay? So this is – we're going to play the Gritch, and we're going to steal a player off of your DFS squad, the running backs. I'm going to go first. Okay. Who you okay. I'm I, In case you wanted him, I shall sneak in, and I shall take – Alvin Kamara from you. If he does play, and it looks like he's going to play, I think he's a full participant. And Mark Egram was also on the COVID list this week. Mm-hmm. So I think Kamara's going to go up there and play. And like you said, man, they got to take the ball out of Taysom Hill's hands. If he does have an injury, that repass option is going to be a read run option, I think, this week with those two guys. And he's at 7,900. I think Kamara's going to get as much of that football as he needs to be able to get us three times the value. Yeah, he, could, he could come back with a, with a bang. He should be healthy. Uh, you know, he's been out since week nine. So his, his body, as long as whatever he was, was injured with, as long as that's healed, I think it was his knee. Uh, he should be ready to roll uh, against the Jets defense that really struggles, uh, against the run. I think people will be tentative to even blame, you know, given his first game back. So that's, that's definitely something to monitor, uh, throughout the week, how he responds from his injury yeah, uh, from and the no full practice today. And, you know. No Ingram either is, is another thing. When I saw the no Ingram thing, possibly yeah. as well, I went, oh, this is another six touchdown game for Kamara. It's true. It's possible. We'll see. We'll see. I like it. Who are you stealing off my lineup? I'm going to steal uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, oh. So I'm stealing off of yours. He's just getting all the, the volume. You look at mm-hmm. 23 attempts, 29 attempts, you know, 19, 24, really the last four weeks. He's been around that 20 attempt mark. McKissick could be back off the concussion, which could kind of steal away some of the the targets from him. Uh, but I'm just I'm I'm good with uh, his running game uh, attempts right now, and he's just been that that bell cow that a lot of people thought he would be early in the year. A uh, big matchup against the Cowboys. Uh, I'll, I'll still Antonio Gibson 6K. I like him again this week. I think he's too cheap. At 7,400, I'm going to take your Uncle Lenny cookie off of your plate and take him from my own. I know two weeks ago he got 47 DraftKings points against your Indianapolis Colts. I'll let that go one of these weeks, Pierre, but not yet. And And he only got 22 last week against Atlanta. I say that. That's joking. Only. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Until he stops getting 20s or 30s or 40s, I'm just going to keep sticking with that Leonard Fournette train until he proves me wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting the the targets is really what stands yeah. out. You look at the last four weeks, six plus targets every game. Uh, you're really not seeing much of of Ronald Jones or Giovanni Bernard. So that's what you like if they're they're taking their own little dump offs there to, to Lenny. That those points pile up, especially on DraftKings where it's one point per reception. So I, I don't mind Lenny there, seventy four hundred for sure. I'm gonna steal Josh Jacobs. Oh, <laughs> sixty two hundred. Uh, you're looking at, you know, Kenyon Drake got hurt. Uh, he's out again. The, the Chiefs, as I mentioned earlier, struggle against the running backs and the tight ends. You just saw what Javante Williams kind of did uh, against this Chiefs defense. Uh, you look at the targets himself. You know, he's gotten five, seven, four, nine. He's finally getting involved in the passing game himself. Should have a workhorse there with no Drake, even with Richard back. I'm going to steal Josh Jacobs, 6,200. Okay, all right. That that was really disappointing, though. I mean, I, I had that <laughs> Alabama guy in my lineup. I was ready to go. I had my Alabama 90s on and everything. I was ready. I was ready, man. All right, if I'm going to steal somebody, and this is going to be weird because I don't know what he's doing up here. I, he's a backup running back. What is he doing up here? He's not getting the volume that he needs to be up here in this area. But, man, uh-huh. Tony Pollard is ready to take that mantle from Ezekiel Elliott. I know he can't. He can't. He, there, Zeke's going to be the starter. Zeke's going to get the goal line work. Zeke's going to get this. I wish Tony Pollard wasn't hurt. I wish his foot wasn't banged up a little bit. He did practice today. He was off on the side working with trainers. But, man, that guy can explode. And, yes, I know Washington has been playing a little bit better defense. But at 6,400, I got that feeling that he's going to be able to do it this week. Like you said, Jerry Jones came out and said something. I think this Cowboy offense is going to be on fire Sunday. Yeah, he can have Pollard. Okay. <laughs> Not that price. I'm just – yeah, Boy, I know. like you said, I'm concerned with his foot, but I also he's still going to be splitting with Zeke. Zeke's fine. He's yeah, you're practice, right. So you're that's just hard for me to do. You need that big boom, uh, and if he doesn't boom like he did with uh, what last week, he got what 71, I think yards. But a lot of that was a big play. So I just I would just caution. But you can take him. You can steal him. I got, him. I got him. I got him. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I would I would steal him. Uh, 6100. Good price. Again, 29-point team total there. Uh, you look at the the Raiders last year, he got 20 uh, in week 11 once he got kind of unleashed. Uh, he saw 14 uh, carries, three targets, so you're looking at 17 total touches. Uh, if he gets in the, the end zone again, he's right around that 17, 18 where you need him. Uh, you look at what Daryl Williams did uh, against uh, the Raiders earlier as well. Uh, they were able to take advantage of that running back situation. Uh, Lair's getting majority of the snaps. Uh, right now, uh, even with Williams there, Williams is on the field, but I feel like it's going to continue to stretch more and uh, CEH is uh, basically his his way, his path. So I like a layer to steal from you at 6,100. Okay, that's probably a better choice than my Tony Pollard. I had to, I had to talk about Pollard because <laughs> he's up here in this tier. And like you said, it's really strange to see him and Elliot up here because we both know how those splits go in Dallas. But I, 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 <laughs> anyway, and I, the guy who I want is Mitchell from San Francisco. He's, he was on his way to a great game last week, concussion, mm-hmm. knee injury. I don't know how those things are going to come back this week. But, man, if he was healthy at all, I would want him this week. Are you going to stay away from him or are you going to take him? Uh, I'd probably stay away. Um, okay. I kind of hope he misses. I mean, I don't want anybody to be hurt. But if he misses, that's going to open up a really big value at minimum mm-hmm. salary uh, that I think a lot of people will gravitate towards. So not just a concussion. He has a knee irritation. Didn't practice today. He's good. He's, he's gotten, you know, the 20-plus the uh, touches himself for the last three weeks. But if he misses, it's going to open up a lot of things. 
Yeah, I, I, I understand that. And Mixon also missed practice today. Would you want him at 7,700 quickly against the San Francisco on the opposite side? Uh, yeah. Okay. Probably that not. Answer. That's my question. <laughs> what about Eckler up there against the Giants at eighty three hundred? It seems like a big price. Uh, he's at home though. You love him at home. I do. I like Eckler at home. He averages again twenty four and a half at home compared to fourteen point seven on the road. Uh, you're looking at some of the weapons they may be missing. They could be leaning even more heavily uh, on Eckler uh, going up against the Giants defense that does struggle against the run themselves. So I do like Eckler uh, eighty three. I feel like it's still a pretty good price tag for him, especially at home. All right, I got one guy singled out here, Chuba Hubbard. I uh, didn't impress us towards the end of his reign there as the RB1 in Carolina because I think he was actually splitting snaps, or at least he wasn't the receiving back. There were some things going on there. Do you like him at all, that 5,900 price range? No, um, I didn't I didn't like him back when it was Darner. I'm definitely not going to like him with, with Cam, who's, okay. who can run the ball himself as well. And we saw Vultures um, CMC a few times already before he got hurt. All right, this next game, we're going to go from Jay Williams, okay? Jay Williams right, right there at 5,900, all the way down to Breda at 5,300. Matt Breda at 5,300. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you which one, all right? And you just choose one of these three Jays, Jay Will, <laughs> Jay Rob, or Jay Will for Detroit. Jay Williams, of course, for Denver, uh, Jay Will for Detroit, and Jay, uh, James Robinson for Jacksonville. Which one of those guys would you rather have of the Jays? I would rather have Javante Williams for the Broncos, but it sounds like Melvin Gordon's going to be back, so that that limits his mm-hmm. upside, I feel. Uh, if they're smart, they give him the ball, but I think the safer bet would be going Jamal Williams with Detroit if, if Melvin Gordon's back. Uh, otherwise, it'd be Javante. Yeah, Melvin Gordon was standing there on the sidelines going, yeah, I'm coming back next week. After we saw Javante, <laughs> right? Like that, you know. Uh, all right, the next one, Would you? which M would you rather have? Mark Ingram? Would you rather have Melvin Gordon or Matt Breida this week? I don't think Ingram's going to play. Oh, so. I did. Yeah, he blew, my, he blew the M's out of the water. Never mind <laughs> about him. Man, <laughs> that man. It'd be Melvin Gordon over Breida there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I even mentioned it earlier, but it wasn't up there when I was doing my notes. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I don't I don't blame you there. Uh, which D would you rather have? Devontae Freeman? Uh, Dante, is it Dante Hilliard? Is that is that his name? Dontrell. Dontrell here, yes. Or uh, D. Will from Kansas City this week. <sighs> Freeman's kind of been in the, the way back machine. He's, he's looked good here. Uh, lately, but I'd probably take Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, probably, really, either him and you forgot his D partner, his tag team partner, uh, Foreman there, uh, Dante Foreman. But I take Hilliard out of who you gave me there, 5,300. I, I did not forget him. He's in the other tier. He's in the next tier, Pierre. I, you can't I, do Ds and expect me not to see the other D down there. <laughs> I I got a D comment in there. I didn't. Kareem Hunt, would you be playing Kareem Hunt this week at 5,600 against the Baltimore Ravens? No, I mean, you're mixing in him, Chubb. They're trying to get Dearness, you know, a touch here or there. So probably not with with Chubb. All right. So 5,200. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5,200 or the rest of the field, Alex Collins uh, and the rest of the field. Do you see anybody down here that you're looking at? And while you're looking at there, I will say this. Rex Burkhead (laughs) got 10 touches last week. 
he was at forty three hundred. His prices went price went up even though he had like two DraftKings <laughs> points. He's at forty six hundred. I wish he was down in that four K range because I think the volume is there for him mm-hmm. to be able to get that you know three times the value. But I I can't play him at forty six hundred. He shouldn't play him anyways. He's not okay. in England anymore. <laughs> but, but Dante Foreman, I mentioned him at, at 5,100. Uh, yep. You're looking at a game where they could be ahead. Uh, he saw, even against New England, 19 touches for 109 yards. Uh, so he could be in play. I kind of was alluding to this a little bit when we talked about Eli Mitchell, but Jermichael Hasty is 4K yeah. uh, flat. He's the minimum salary there. If If Mitchell's out, uh, Jeff Wilson's, you know, already banged up and out. Trey Sermon's out. Uh, it's really going to leave Hasty as the the main guy in their backfield, along with Kyle Yuschek, obviously the fullback. Uh, they signed Brian Hill to the practice squad, who's uh-huh. a a back that used to be with the Falcons. So that's uh-huh. that's usually not a good sign. Usually when they you sign a running back off the street, you're getting them prepared to 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 be active and kind of be a backup. So if Mitchell's out, uh, you got Wilson out, Sermon out. I think Hasty's probably going to be the the chalk of the week at 4K and would definitely be in play for sure. Well, it's a perfect week for a Frank Gore reunion there in San Francisco. <laughs> what are we doing? He's too busy boxing. I think he's boxing like Darren Williams here this week. If they called him, he would be on the first plane to <laughs> San Francisco. I think he might make more money with one boxing match than <laughs> I don't know. Those boxers know. are getting paid. Uh, down here, Singletary someone to, to pay attention to as well, him and Zach Moss. Uh, Brita really kind of got phased out that, that game against New England. I'm not sure if that was a, a one-time type of thing, but it, it's definitely something to monitor. Uh, Zach Moss was was back active after being inactive for a couple games, and him and Singletary really got the, the bulk of the work, 48% and 41% respectively. I think Singletary is more the pass catcher, uh, which is kind of who you want from uh, Tampa because they really stopped the run. Uh, so the pass catcher in this matchup could be someone to, to take a dart on. I wouldn't say jam a man or anything like that, but just keep uh, Singletary and, and Moss in mind if you're down there and Hasty uh, isn't in the backfield alone. Can we play Adrian Peterson if we want to this week? Is he on the list now? Can we play him? <laughs> I guess. I mean, he could fall in the end zone for sure like he did before. So uh, you just never know. Again, they, they got Homer. They got, you know, Collins, I know. who you said the I questionable. Know. Penny. You know, he got, what, 10 touches himself? There's just too many options, I feel. He he want more volume than that. Well, he got volume. He got 11 uh, attempts last week for 16 yards. He went one and a half yards for Terry. (laughs) Holy cow. Come on, AP. Come on, AP. All right, build me a lineup here. All right, so let's see. I'm going to start. I think I'm going to take some value. I wanted to go Mahomes, but I'm going to go value here. I'm going to go Cam, uh, get back on the Cam train, coming off the bye. 5,400, going to pair him up with DJ Moore, uh, 6,200 to give me my little stack there. I'm not going to run it back with anyone from Atlanta. I don't, I don't like Atlanta this week. Okay. Uh, give me a chief. Give me Tyreek. Let me get up to Tyreek, uh, 8,500, get the, the higher-priced uh, receiver there. Going to take Gronk. Uh, again, the, the Buffalo narrative. I know they're in Tampa, but going against that hometown team, uh, 6K against the zone, give me Gronk. Uh, let's get some running backs here. Give me Gibson. Still like Gibson, as I mentioned. Uh, 6K going up against the Cowboys. I'll take Jacobs as well. 6,200 uh, going up against the Chiefs. Uh, involved in the passing game. No Kenyon Drake. Uh, so give me Jacobs there. Let's go to defense. Save a little bit. I'll take the Browns again. Hope they can have a repeat performance uh, against the Ravens there at home for 2,700. 
Need a bill. Who can I get from the Bills? Beasley, give me Beasley. 5K to to kind of get a, a run back on that highest total uh, with the, the Tampa game there. And then Hasty, give me Hasty. Uh, 4K, we'll, we'll, we'll say that Mitchell's going to miss. Uh, so give me the, the main guy in the backfield if Mitchell does miss with Hasty at 4K. Um, obviously, if, if Mitchell's in, you, you'll have to do some adjusting, but that gives me Cam Newton. Uh, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Cole Beasley, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, Rob Gronkowski, Jermichael Hasty, Browns defense. All right. I'm locking that time in there. We're going to see how it does this week. Oh, my. I think I got locked in 100. That, I don't know what that said. Uh-oh. Oh, my. I, I may need to call Craig and see if I can borrow a little bit of money from that Millie Maker. All right. <laughs> Oh, don't call your wife. <laughs> I'll oh, I'm, I'm home alone. Let's play a hundred. Let's play the hundred dollar contest here. Oh. All right. Hey, no, I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't do such a thing. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the DFS streamer podcast. Week number 14. Oh, we're almost done here. Almost done this year, Pierre. We got some other things that we're looking forward to doing as well. Not only uh, towards the end of this season, but maybe even in the off season. I appreciate my buddy Pierre making time each and every week, not only to amuse me, but also to amuse you, I hope, and give us a, some very good DFS advice along the way. You can follow him over on Twitter at Peewee31. On Twitter, you can follow me as well at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for liking the podcast. But more importantly than all those actions, we always want to encourage you to go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.